Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. This is Mary Ferguson. This I remember. Tonight, we are sharing some memories with Roni Hill. Roni is an old-timer in this area, one of our former teachers, our art teacher. She worked with all of our community affairs, raised her kids here, and I'm very happy to welcome Roni back tonight. Roni, when did you first come to Carbondale? Well, as many of you, as many of you know, the Hills came in 1947, and we welcomed a baby daughter in 1948. After four boys, she was a great little addition to our family. The town then was very family-oriented. Living then in the town, uh, and and I think about 500, 500 people were living in the town area. In a very short time, one became acquainted with neighbors and friends. My husband and I were interested in buying a ranch, but elected to run one to see if this area was a place to settle our roots. Having ranched the greater part of his life, this area seemed ideal. He had been with the Extension Service in California during the war years, but after a bout of underland fever during a vaccination program and the debilitating results, he was urged to move to a drier state. We felt very happy here and very accepted we joined in with the square dance group. He was with the roping group at the rodeo ground, and I became active with homemakers, uh, PTA, and other volunteer services. The town seemed to rotate around uh, exciting events. Uh, Potato Day was a yearly expectation school affairs and interest in education brought family and friends together. The backdrop of beautiful Mount Sopris for our town was also a daily source of pleasure and just to enjoy and as times and at times when her moods changed. Unfortunately, we did not find what my husband wanted in land so we returned to nevada and he was tragically killed while helping a friend after a year and the urging of many friends here i returned to carbondale to continue as we had left 
nine months before. It was wonderful raising the children here, and they have all done well. Three of them are teachers and coaches, and my daughter a teacher of merit. My school teaching began in kindergarten when the school system could afford one and where I spent five years. Now, I think Mary Ferguson has a lot of interesting yes, data sir, during that, that period, yeah. which I think you'll be happy to hear. Uh, we started the kindergarten and the lunch program by volunteer. Carmel is a great volunteer town, and we had many good volunteer mothers who wanted kindergarten for our children. Our school couldn't afford a kindergarten class at that time. So for $5 per child per month, a group got together and started kindergarten. We had it in the little white church across from the, um, well, on um, Soapers Avenue, right? And uh, the lunchroom was, again, a lot of volunteer uh, effort on the part of people. I supervised it for nine and a half years, and then finally we got it into the school system where we have a good cafeteria and we have a good kindergarten program. We have kids by the hundreds up there. <laughs> and of course, Roni was one of the teachers. Roni was very interested in PTA. PTA was a very active group that um, did so many things that uh, I was well, president the year I came back. Yes, and then um, also uh, started the art program in school. The uh, we did not have an art program in our school, but we do now, and Roni is well known for her art. Well, her exhibits and all of the wonderful things she has done. Aroni, you built a house here. Did you build that before your husband passed away or no, after? No, after when I came back. You might tell us something about that house. It's quite interesting. Well, uh, the uh, house I chose, I liked the, the grounds. There were four lots. So on it was just a sort of a garage. So I took... Uh, and had that all uh, remade and added an upstairs and it was log and with a bar tile roof and to me it was just a little dream house and the children enjoyed it they could have their friends there it was easy to get to school i wasn't a mother that with four children had to be taking them in a car somewhere and which was a delight and i can't tell the whole community, uh, how wonderful it was the way people cooperated when my children had to go places and be in activities. Your children have responded well because all of them have made uh, a mark of their own. They've done well in their own personal lives. Uh, your husband was very interested in rodeo in riding, in 4-H, and all of that kind of stuff. And all, all community, all community uh, events. events. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that, of course, 
that was one of our attractions years ago. And it's the thing that I miss so much now is the roping and the, and we do have a project started now whereby we're going to have some roping grounds. We're not going in for full-time rodeo, but it's a place where our kids can have their horses and their pets. So uh, although we've gone from 500 to 3,000, <laughs> this is still a small volunteer community. Uh, Roni, tell us of some of the activities that you did, some of the things that you were doing as a volunteer mother. Well, I also helped out quite a bit during Potato Day <laughs> when I went out to get the ads for their program. And how we used to butter the... Uh, oh, baked potatoes. Bake the potatoes and butter the rolls. And serve sometimes in snow, sometimes in rain, and a lot of times in nice, beautiful fall weather. But I thought always, having lived around a lot when we were stationed in the service, that how everyone participated in this area. It was like a family just preparing for something and you came to this great event and didn't have to pay anything for for your food or your entertainment uh, everything was right there at the park we uh, used to get up four o'clock in the morning to bake the potatoes now we have them baked at the pit and the, our meat our farmers would donate a calf or a steer and and now, unfortunately, we have to buy our food because where we used to have a potato day with several hundred people, now it's thousands, thousands. of people. People there, the park is wall to wall with people. Uh, you're very interested in sewing groups. And I think, uh, didn't you send some of your... Um, students to uh, the State Fair in Pueblo, sewing and 4-H well, I wasn't, projects? Uh, I wasn't in that phase. Uh, Joanne Kaufman had that part of it. She was teaching at that time. So, uh, uh, tell us some of your other activities. Some of uh, Roni was born in uh, um, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. She is a twin, and last summer her twin and her other sister were here, all three with canes, and they were a three-ring circus. We enjoyed them so much. She, Roni is going back to Virginia at Christmas time. She's well-traveled all over the country from coast to coast. And Europe and Europe. Of course, your family came from Europe, too. Uh, Roni, um, you uh, come back every year to Carbondale. What are some of the differences you see? Oh, my. That Every year when I return, I look around just astounded. I'm amazed at all the shops, the entrepreneurs that are doing things not only for creatively but also as a service to others and uh, each one t 
taking this responsibility upon themselves and doing fairly well, as I understand. Everyone does. And our little shops, this dingle building, at one time was a hotel. Well, the marvelous part is that so many creative people, you have a town full of yes. just people that are artists and can just tackle almost anything. What do you think the mural on the side of the Dinkle Bill? Well, I was very impressed. I saw saw it when it was started, and now I today I was looking at the finished product. It's really remarkable. Yes. I noticed, too, that in other towns they're doing this on the side of buildings. It uh, creates an interest, and it keeps a memory fresh. Well, I was just going to tell you a little more that um, how much I enjoyed my teaching when it began in kindergarten. Now, this I did after I started after my husband passed away because my little daughter was only 14 months at the time. So I didn't do anything for five years except buy my property and, and improve, improve it and partake in the all the things my children were in, the boys, and I knew that eventually they'd be athletes, so I wanted to have it convenient, conveniently located so that in case uh, children that were out on ranches, and especially in the wintertime, when they couldn't get go home, they could call up their mother and, or family and tell them that, they were stranded, and but they would go to Mrs. Hills. <laughs> and so that was one reason I also anticipated this and built a dormitory uh, to the boys' edition upstairs. And it certainly came in handy many times. Yes, we've had kids at our house. At one time, our roads weren't as well-kept as they are now, and the kids had to stay in town. And they would share shirts and pants and, and then go home the next day. It's still, oh, pardon me. Go ahead. It's still a laughing joke because I thought that children had to be well fed when they were sent to school. So everyone still tells me about how I insisted on fruit juice and oatmeal and, and scrambled eggs and toast and milk or cocoa before they went to school. We, uh, we've had a, we have a good lunch program. Yeah. And that's fortunate because so many of these kids leave home so early in that's the morning. Right. One thing I, we lack now, we did have an early morning milk program and all the kids would drink milk at a morning break mm -hmm. at recess time because Many kids would leave home at 5 o'clock in the morning. And um, many times some of my little pupils would fall asleep and say, Oh, Mr. Ferguson, Ricky's sleeping. And I said, Don't you dare wake him up. He'd sleep five minutes and be ready for the rest of the day. That was before bus time. So now we have bus load after load of kids coming from all directions. All directions. And we're adding more classrooms. We're getting more kids. Our ongoing crop. 
as my major was art, I, w I was later asked by the board to start art classes in the high school, as this department was necessary for their accreditation and credential. And later, I had many of my kindergartners in my high school art classes, which was a joy, because when I told my kindergartners that I had to go to high school and teach art, they were very upset. But I sort of uh, planned to tell them so that they wouldn't be upset. And I said, just think, when you get to high school, you can come into my art class. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful joy when I did have many of the kindergartners later in high school art. In 1974, I retired to spend eight years with my mother in Reno until her death in 1982. She lived to nearly 104 with a very sharp mind and her when she had a quick stroke, she was gone in five minutes. So then I was free, uh, and which I didn't anticipate doing what I did do. I started traveling, and I think my first, I'd been to Hawaii before, but this time um, I uh, went to Europe and uh, traveled over eight countries with my sister from New York. And we were so pleased when we got to Vienna, where my mother was raised, and we got to see the, the uh, Conservatory of Music, where she studied as a concert pianist. And in the, in the old days, she played at a concert at the school for Old Emperor Franz, Franz Joseph, which was uh, a very, very thrilling to us. Then uh, later she came to this country uh, to visit relatives and met uh, my father, who was then a second lieutenant, and had just returned from a cruise, and they were throwing a party aboard ship, and Mama was invited. Well, they had a piano aboard the ship, and uh, knowing Mama was a musician, they asked her to sit down and play. And my father, who came from a very artistic family as well as a, a musical family, was so impressed that he went up to his captain and he said, Sir, I'd like to meet the young lady with the beautiful brown eyes. <laughs> so a romance, she was engaged to be married in Europe. It was a family-made arrangement, but uh, he was older than my mother, and she was very vivacious, and so she stayed in this country, and my father made it a whirlwind courtship because he knew he was going to be stationed in Puerto Rico, and uh, he wanted to marry this girl <laughs> before he left. Well, I certainly produced a very talented family. You have uh, some artwork in, uh, at the White House, right? Oh, the, uh, my grandfather was a noted portrait painter, Henry Ulke, and uh, he did 400 and some notable personages. 
he was like a court painter would be in Europe uh, for the government. And when they had people like, oh, many times Indian chiefs came to visit the great white father, and they would bring him over to Grandpapa's studio, which was catty corner to the White House, where the big department of commerce is now, and have their portraits painted. And the one of uh, President Grant is in the treaty room in the White House, and uh, the National Gallery, Smithsonian, and uh, uh, the Pentagon, uh, he did John, also John Wanamaker, Alexander Graham Bell, W.W. Uh, Corcoran. Well, I could just go on, Beethoven, the composer, and I could just go on because I have a big catalog of the paintings during his lifetime. That's a wonderful thing to, to live, live by and look back onto. Yes. Because uh, it's, uh, it'll go on forever. He was also a noted entomologist, and his uh, collection was purchased by the Carnegie of Museum in Pittsburgh. Great. At that time, years and years ago now, this, he passed away in 1910, and it sold at the museum for $10,000. So you know it was yes. a complete. It's supposed to be still the most complete collection in the country. That's great. So, well... Ronnie, you have some of your work here in town. Oh, yes. Well, I uh, I began when doing my landscape paintings, and uh, I, th I just thought I could do something for my town uh, because everyone could not afford a, a painting, but they could afford a print. So I had a German firm do my color separations, and I had 14 outlets at one time selling my stationery and my uh, uh, prints. Well, that's great. And then you were great to give uh, friends some of your paintings. Yes. Just as a uh, get well wish. Yeah, and also uh, my children each wanted uh, a painting of Mount Sophus in the season they liked best. Did your father ever make it to the top of Mount Sopris? I know he was going no, to. No, but, oh, my father did. Yes. My father did at 84, yes, climbed to. to the top of Mount Sopris, and he found a can up there, and he <laughs> covered it up and put a quarter in. <laughs> yeah, that was quite an event, and I think it was written up in the paper. Well, at 84, I don't think you and I could make it up there. No, I, I, I'm <laughs> sure I couldn't. <laughs> the, um, the things that uh, you have seen in the past and the things that are happening now, and I don't think we had the fair. I think it was started after you left. And yes, the, the fair was started. And of course, it is a great event in town. And, of course, we have our Balloon Festival. We have our Kitty Days parades. And uh, uh, also, you had your kids parading years ago. Years ago in kindergarten, kindergarten. I, uh, different fathers who ranched would uh, 
give the uh, one of their flatbeds to let us ride and have the children on it. And there was also a motto for each one. I had the children as little chickens one time, and they were chicks of a feather flocked together. Another time we had the children on a flatbed with uh, as uh, spa the space age, and they were all in kitchen hardware on their heads. And people, had, time and time again, we had these floats that were uh, People from all over the world, as you know, come during that time, and they would send me pictures of these floats, which I treasure today. Well, our potato day is coming up September, last Saturday in September. And Ronia, if you can, be here again. We hope to have the, um, we've had the dancing potatoes, and this year we hope we can have the little kitty potatoes oh, in our parade. You've been listening to Roni Hill, an old-time resident of Carbondale who is quite world-traveled and who is enjoying her visit now here in Carbondale. A yearly visit. And uh, Roni, we'll have you back again when you come visit us at another time. Thank you, Mary. This is This I Remember, Mary Ferguson, KDNK. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit carbondalehistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at carbondalehistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.